0: This podcast contains general financial advice only, which means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. You can find our full disclosure and disclaimer in the show notes. All right, here with Matt. We uh, thought it'd be a good idea today to do a little financial education mini-series because both Matt and I... Believe that having your finances in check is the quickest and best way to eventually reach freedom and live the life that we want to live. Um, So, yeah, we thought we'd dig deep into getting your money sorted. First of all, figuring out what's going on and then figuring out what to do now that we know what's going on. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited. I think it'll be a good little mini series. It shouldn't take too much time out of everyone's day, but I think it'll be really good for people to ponder on and think about and yeah, hopefully take action because if we don't take that action, then nothing's going to come of it. Yeah, Matt, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about who you are?
1: Hey, yeah. So Matt Brown, um, I'm a father, a husband and um, entrepreneur, I guess. I, I run some businesses and the main... My main career that I do is I'm a financial advisor. I help people um, you know, set goals, uh, identify what's really important to them, and then create uh, time freedom through financial security. So that's uh, what we do. And in our group of firms, we have, um, you know, we're financial planners, we're accountants, um, we're, we're property people. Yeah, we, we do everything to do with money and investing.
0: Great. So you're the right person to talk to. (laughs) About money, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) About everything. Uh, I think the first question on everyone's head would be that there are so many money podcasts out there. There are so many people talking about money, talking about finance. Um, In my eyes, that's a really good thing because everyone's got a different perspective when it comes to money. And I think the more people that are out there that are talking about it, the more information for people to figure out what to do with their own money. But then again, that comes at a cost because when there is so much information out there, it can be really hard to figure out what steps to actually take. So I guess the goal for us today is to make it a little bit simpler for people. And just break it down so
1: they can just follow a, a little process and and what we like to call is get their shit sorted.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, <laughs> let's start with getting the shit sorted. What's the first step to uh, getting on that path of financial well-being.
1: Yeah. So um, before you start worrying about, I guess, making money and how to invest, you really have to get an understanding of where you're currently at. And then so at the very beginning, you need to have to have an understanding of, what, okay, so what am I looking at? So what? how does money come in and out of my life? And how do I keep track of like what assets I have and what liabilities that I have as well? And then what's my net worth? So you really need to determine that. So I guess the first step would be is to just get out a blank piece of paper and and then write down everything that you own, which is an asset. And then so, when I determine an asset, I think about assets as income-producing um, things that we that we have that we own um, that can potentially go up or, or down or, or sideways in, in value. But ho- hopefully, you want them to go up over time. And the reason I say um, income-producing is because uh, to achieve financial security, it's income that you need to have, ongoing income paid into your uh, wealth account or into your life, which is going to then fund your lifestyle. And mm-hmm. there are a couple of different hurdles that you'd need to go past to reach that time freedom phase, but that's an asset. So write down all the assets. So what do I own? And you know, for most millennials um, or young people younger than millennials, I guess, that's p- potentially going to be a pretty short list. Yeah. yeah? Um, So it might just be some superannuation, you know, some cash in the bank. Um, Your car is not an asset. I was about to say, can we break down uh, the car uh, thing? uh, Yeah. So, So if you're an Uber driver... Um, then your car is an asset. It's a, it's a, it's a piece of business uh, asset that you're utilizing to generate income. If you um, own a car and it is your way to get around and it doesn't generate any income for you, then it's an expense in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't pay the regio, if you don't put petrol in it, if you don't look after it, it just devalues what's not, not worth it. It's not generating. It. It's not going to go up in value for you. So yeah, that's how the car fits in. So yeah, don't go out and buy expensive cars. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. The, um,
0: the first piece of advice that I heard when it came to money and turning 17 and getting my P's was, there's a line, don't buy a boxes that's going to break down because then you will need to spend more money on it. It's not worth it. But don't go out there buying the flashiest car just to look good because at the end of the day, it's going to ruin your bank account and then you won't be able to buy the dream car down the line. That'll come one day. There's no need to have that status symbol when you're 17, 18, 19. It doesn't make much sense.
1: Yeah, look, um, I, I've made all those mistakes, uh, and if you're going to think about buying luxurious items in your life, and, and fancy cars is a, a luxury a luxury item, um, have it fully funded through income that's being produced from assets that you own, which is not your work, which is not your yeah. That's right. You're when you're trading time when you're in a stage of your life where you're trading time for money. Um, that money that you're earning, you want to be make getting it to work as hard as possible for you. You want to start growing your wealth account. You know the first first thousand dollars to save is the hardest and then once you get to a thousand the first ten thousand then once you get to a hundred thousand all of a sudden at a ten percent return per year you're making ten thousand dollars a year by doing nothing by doing nothing so you're that compounding effect really starts to work for you Mm -hmm. and then as that wealth account grows
0: that's what's going to um you know drive that financial security for you down the track i think this is one of the biggest things that school doesn't touch on it's that idea that Making money from a job where you are trading your time for that money should be there so that you put money into assets that generate an income that is never taught. Like people don't understand coming out of school unless we've been explicitly told this from our parents or maybe our friends have a bit of knowledge um, or someone in our life that gets it. We're not taught that our money that we make from a job should go to things that are going to bring us more income down the line without us having to trade that same time. What are some examples of some assets that would do that? Um, So property, so direct property ownership,
1: uh, equities, so buying parcels of companies um, or portions of shares in companies. Uh, You can also just have uh, term deposits, uh, invest in bonds, uh, crypto, uh, anything that that, that works there. So crypto doesn't actually sit in that defined space in terms of generates income um, for you. But depending on which ones you're investing into and staking and a couple of different things, it actually is now also generating that sort of ongoing cash flow or, mm. yeah, so we'll just call it cash flow um, in that investment. So, yeah, it does sort of fit into that asset category now as that uh, industry or asset class is, is developing.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, okay, so we've got our list of our assets. Yeah. What's next?
1: What do we owe? Yep. So we know what we own. What do we owe? Um, and these are things like, so hex debts, credit cards, car loans, consumer debts, uh, home loan, anything that you uh, buy now, pay later, anything yeah, that after you have to pay, the big yeah, pay all, all of those, you know, anywhere where you owe somebody else money, um, put that list down. And hopefully when you look at those two lists and you add them up, you have a net positive result. Yeah. So uh, it means you're worth something. You're mm-hmm. not starting yeah you know, in the red, in the Unfortunately, negative. Unfortunately,
0: hex debt typically means that a lot of young people start in the red.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. Pro- when you think of it that way, you, you're probably... Uh, correct because you're going through that learning phase at the very beginning of your life and yeah you're accumulating the skill set that you're then going to go and monetize in the yeah. future so you do have that sort of debt sitting there um, I put hex debt in the same sort of category as home loan debt or, or principal place of residence debt where you know it's a cost of living where you're gonna go you're gonna go into that debt and just pay it off as you can yeah, yeah. the interest rates are re- the lowest that are going to be around um, and the repayment schedule is also very flexible so you have to be earning, I think it's uh, $70,000 a year before your Hex debt starts to mm. come into play. Um, so whilst you're in that sort of first phase, you can still be working and saving a significant amount of money and you can then have the capital there as well as the Hex debt. So you can still be positively
0: casual yeah. or po- have a positive balance. If someone does look at that list and see that they are in the red, what's the best place to start to get out of that red zone. Yep. Uh, So the first
1: thing to do... So once we know what we own and once we owe and we know what our net worth is, the next thing is to organize our spending plan. Yep. Yep. So I don't like the word budget. Budget's a very negative, restrictive um, way of thinking of managing your cash flow. When people hear budget, they (laughs) fall asleep straight away. Well, I don't want to be on a budget. Budget's a shit, man. It's just... Budgets uh, inherently are restrictive, yeah? You can only spend this money on these sort of things. So I work on a spending plan um, where you wanna be trying to you know, save or be putting money into your wealth account or your wealth portfolio, 20%. Minimum is sort of 20%, you wanna get into that habit. So if you're earning 100 bucks, a week, you want to be putting twenty dollars into your wealth account. Once it goes into your wealth account, it never comes out. The capital and this is stays a completely in there.
0: Separate account to where your completely wages completely
1: separate for your wages. Um, it's keep it with a different bank. Don't have internet access to it. You want to. It, it's like it goes into the wealth. I got a wealth account or the vault. This is where you're going to um, generate all the capital in your life to be able to achieve that sort of time freedom, which is what we all want. That's that's what retirement is. So when you Mm -hmm. think about what retirement is, you work for 40 years of your life or 45 years of your life, and then you then have accumulated enough money in your superannuation to then start getting a pension. But who wants to wait till they're 65? I don't. I would rather not. I know you don't. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure the listeners uh,
0: or viewers don't want that either because they're trying to learn about this stuff. So Mm. key word actually really quickly, I'll stop you there. Wait till you're 65. This is what we're doing. We're taking action so we don't have to wait around. The whole point is that if you do these little things now while we're young, while we have this huge risk potential... Like we can take risk and still recover from it at this age, if we take that action now, then we don't have to wait around till retirement age to retire yeah, but so, but who made that up you know, yeah, when yeah, when, true. The, when the retirement
1: age was set, um, the average uh, life expectancy for humans was like seventy, it was like late mm. sixty, so they was like you 're going to work till sixty five and then you 're wrapped seventy so you've got five. Glorious years, <laughs> and also if you think about um, like wealth and health, you know, as you get older, you you're you just can't do all the things that you could you could do in your twenty. I'm forty two mm. now, forty two next year. Um, and even now, I can't do all the things I d- did in my early 30s. Yep. So definitely can't do in my, in my 20s. And I still consider myself to be quite fit. But, but taking a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> so, you know, make sure that you're living your life throughout those life stages and don't um, wait until, yep. you know, it may, you, you, you may run out of time to yeah. do the things that you want. So reeling back. So spending plan. The first thing that you want to do is you want to work out what is um, the minimum amount that you can live on? So if you're living at home, your cost of living should be very low, yep. You don't probably pay for groceries, you don't have housing expenses, Mm -hmm. you know, so your fixed expenses to live are are pretty much like, you know, maybe running a car, some of your education, um, your phone, things like that. Um, But then outside of that, it's pretty much just entertainment. Yeah. Yep. So at at that young age, I would be looking at trying to put way more than that 20% in. But for the ordinary person who's got a a, uh, living out of home, has to buy groceries and stuff like that, we sort of have a rough guide of 50% of your income should go to fixed expenses, what Mm -hmm. we call like living expenses. So uh, like I mentioned, um, housing, food, insurances, the things that you can't live without. Yep. Um, then we look at uh, 30% goes into the things that we want to have in our life, the things that are luxurious, the things that give us pleasure. And then that 30% um, is in there. But the most important thing is looking at, well, if I'm investing that 20 or 30 or 40% up front, then that money has gone. What mm. I do with the rest, it doesn't matter. I don't care how you spend it all around. But if you're in debt and you are you don't know where all your money is going, you need to go into your internet banking, get uh, export your all your transactions from your yeah. credit card and from your bank statement and um, put into a Excel you need to go through and you need to look at and you need to categorize where you're spending your money Mm. And I think what you'll find is that a lot of money is being spent in places that you don't re- re- really realize. Um, and then if you've got debt, then you want to destroy that. Yep. You know? And then you want to not get back into it. So, you know, ha- save up $1,000 so you've got your emergency account. So if something comes up, you can fund that. Mm-hmm. Um, a fully funded emergency emergency account is really important because like shit happens. Life yeah. you know, can't blow it up. In. Uh, medical things, yeah. You know, it's just m- things happen, and you don't want to ever go into your wealth account and mm. pull that money out to fund these these things. So, uh, a wealth account, uh, sorry, a uh, emergency account, have that fully funded of a thousand dollars. Then start putting all of your investment, like that twenty percent, and all surplus income that you have into those into one of those debts. So, if you had, say, for example, um, an afterpay and a credit card, and say a small car loan or a personal loan. There's two ways that you can look at doing it. Um, I like to um, pay off the smallest debt first. And what I mean, so the the debt that has the uh, lowest amount, and then I put as much extra repayments as I I can into that. And then that debt gets extinguished really, really quickly. Yeah, you might pay it off in three or four or five months, whatever that is. Then you take all of that money that now is not going into that debt. And then you snowball that into paying the next debt and then the next one until all of those debts are destroyed. But then what you'll find is now I've got this chunk of money which was servicing my debts or paying my debt down that automatically goes straight into your wealth account.
0: Yeah. And you start boosting that up. And you're used to that coming out of your bank account so it's not going to feel like a big hit. Correct. Well, it wasn't there. Yeah, true. Um,
1: And the biggest um, money hack is to, you know, divide up your money as soon as you get paid. So have different accounts for different things. Mm. Um, You know, if you're destroying your debt, as soon as you get paid that day... Pay the money down on those credit cards. Pay that money off those debts. Yep. Um, stop using the credit card. Just cut them up, yeah? If you want a credit card for an emergency, great. Have it there, but don't have it attached to your phone. Um, being at the pub and buying a round of drinks is not an emergency. <laughs>
0: <laughs> some yeah. may say otherwise.
1: <laughs> some, some do <laughs> say otherwise, you know, but it's not. Um, and, oh, I really want that new whatever it is. Those things are not emergencies, yep. yeah? Emer- yeah, so um, be... Uh, be intentional of how you manage your money. So the money comes in and I've got this amount that's going into my discretionary spending that is sitting in my at call account, which I can tap away and do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. But as soon as that money's gone, that's it. Yeah. You're, you're staying at home. There's no more money for that pay period. And, yeah. um, and then the rest of your money is going into your wealth account or your fixed expenses so that you know that as those bills come in you're paying for them because as you we get older there are things that don't you don't pay for everything like weekly you know you've got mm. monthly expenses you've got annual expenses you've got quarterly expenses so you need to be budgeting or you need to be allocating your capital or your income that's coming in to those things in your pay cycle so you know that as that money's coming in I'm allocating it to where it needs to go and you're always going to be in front
0: at yep. that point yeah cool. I was about to say, so it sounds like what you're saying is pay yourself first. That first 20% is always super important because if you don't, you'll end up spending the rest and never get around to it. So as yep. soon as the money comes in, let's okay. Let's say hypothetical, you get a hundred bucks a week. So first 20 goes into another account. And then how much would you say roughly for expenses? So look, I, I, I like to
1: work it out on a, like a gross I- income sort of idea. So if you were to say um, I was earning $1,000 a week gross, well, you're probably losing about $150 of that in taxes. Yep. yep. So 15% has gone in taxes. That's one of your fixed expenses. Yeah, That's one of those things that unfortunately we all have to pay. Yep. We all have to contribute to the greater good of the, the country, et cetera. Um, so we're left with, we're, with $850. Yep. If we're living out of home, then 500 of that is fixed expenses. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, your, yeah, minus 150. So, 350 of that goes to the rest of your fixed expenses. Then you've got 30%, which is discretionary, and $200 goes into your wealth account. And yep. that's it. Right, cool.
0: So, it's pretty simple.
1: Yeah. If um, you break down the numbers, it is really simple to do that. Yeah, know, right? definitely. Uh, doing it is the, the tough yeah. thing, and having the um, discipline.
0: To, to, to continue to do it so let's say we're going to wrap up the episode in a second but right now we've got a list of assets a list of liabilities you're figuring out what you're spending money on that you could not spend money on if you are in the red we're going to work on snowballing those debts and then you're going to start putting a bit of money away into first of all your emergency fund and then secondly into that wealth account on top of the expenses you have to pay and then whatever you're left with you can have fun with each week Correct. So that's a good wrap up. Yep. Cool. So action to take at the end of this episode before you jump onto the next one, get that list of assets and liabilities and go from there.
1: Uh, also um, set up a wealth account.
0: Yeah. So the different bank um, account.
1: set up a different bank account. That is your wealth account and maybe d- so divide up your um, bank account so that you can see um, where your money is coming in and what you can spend on the different things that are coming
0: in and out of your life. Great. So next episode, we're going to look at figuring out now that we've got the money in the wealth account, what to do to ensure we can actually start building wealth. That's the fun part. I'm excited. (laughs) See you then. Hey, that's a wrap for this episode. Remember to have a go of the things we suggested and take as long as you need. We're not going anywhere. If you want to ask myself or Matt a question or simply just follow along for the journey, you can find us on Instagram at Uncle Nathan Co and at Matthew Brown underscore try TRI. Otherwise, thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.